Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Elephants. I'm your host, Rob Morris. It has been a minute. It has been a minute since we put one of these out. If you are hearing this now, you're a loyal fan. I appreciate that. And I, uh, it means a lot to me that people listen to this show, that people pay attention to this at all. I started doing it for fully self-indulgent reason, reasons. If you've ever listened to the show before, then you know that that's the case. I only do this show because it's fun for me and I like doing it. I've never really, you know, a lot of podcasts serve different purposes for people. I've definitely made that podcast where I'm like, this is going to get noticed and seen and people will give a shit and I'll build a following or I'll have some kind of notoriety in this area or whatever. And, you know, I clearly none of those worked. I uh, should say that out loud. But this one I never did for that reason. I never, I never started at the elephants for the purpose of, anything other than I thought that it would be fun to do and talk and catch up with people and see where they're at, meet new people who went to the same school and and share that same vibe and that same uh, attitude and vocabulary about art. And that's been true. And then the back of my mind, I was like, you know, and maybe, you know, I've had these conversations that are really great that if the people who I'm having them with are comfortable with it. I wish there was an audience for this just because I feel like we're talking about the same kind of stuff that so many other people are thinking about. Maybe they're not talking about it. And then once you get out of a place like School of the Arts, you're no longer constantly surrounded by these exact like-minded people. And you, you know, there's a there's a hunger and a thirst for it, I think. And I know that's true because every time I do this show and I get started again, I get these messages from people saying like, hey, thanks for doing this again, or it's so great to connect, or you know, you're talking about things that I was thinking about the other day, and it's great to hear hear people kind of hash it out with the same, you know, like I said, attitude and vocabulary that that other people who went to school there have. And then there's plenty of people who listen to this show and participate in it that I'm extra, extra grateful for who did not go to school of the arts, uh, friends and family of mine. Um, just other artists who have found it or it's been recommended to them. And, you know, they come back and say, Hey, thanks for making this. So to all of those people, I say to you, thank you. Uh, whether you are, uh, NCSA alum, old or new or student or, or just anybody who appreciates this show and is listening to this, I really thank you. And I appreciate it a lot. I want to give you an update on where the show is and what we're doing with it. And, uh, we had a great fall, man. Reflect on that for just a second and say, I really enjoyed bringing the show back this fall. Uh, I kind of overdrew my hand. Uh, I, I I interviewed way too many people. I was so inter uh, interview anxious and excited and enthusiastic about catching up with people. Some of the people that I had on this last season, like Kyle Siegel and Ellie Barone and Luke Smith, some of these people I haven't talked to in ten years. Some of these people I haven't seen since school, uh, you know, back in the, it's so hard to describe it. What do you say? The late aughts or whatever. I hate that aughts. I hate that shit, but I don't know what else to call it. Um, so many people that I haven't caught up with in so long and, and to hear their stories over like a decade of being out of school is just, man, it is next level fascinating to me. I, I wouldn't be able to do this show if I wasn't actually interested in it. Um, so they're all great episodes. There's some really good stuff in those, uh, in all the stuff that came out in the fall. If I were to give you some recommendations, if you didn't catch every episode and you're thinking like, what, what should I go back and listen to? Honestly, all of them, 
but who's got the time to do that? So if I'm going to give you like a three that I particularly found interesting when I listened back to it, um, Ellie Barone is a great example. Um, she is someone that I fully just like said goodbye to at school. Didn't kind of see or hear from her, but random social media stuff for a long time. And when I caught up with her, the story was not what I was expecting. And um, she's so tremendously talented. And to hear that she's back acting is, is and the journey to that is great. Um, really enjoyed the episode with Charles Osborne. Uh, hearing his story about building his social media following was pretty fascinating. I really enjoyed the story from Joe Flanders about his uh, new job uh, as an educator uh, full-time and dealing with anxiety and panic attacks and uh, just mental health. And and that journey for him was amazing. Uh, Caitlin Allen also uh, from the film school, we talked about sobriety. We talked about uh, her journey through being in LA and going from like working at the comedy clubs and writing jokes and doing stand up. And all. I mean, her career story has always been great to me, and her ability to articulate things and the journey is really cool. Um, I mean, dude, so many, so many. I don't, I, I even hate highlighting stuff because I feel bad for that. I, that which I am not highlighting, but so many of the episodes were great. Um, so please, please go give those a listen. Let's talk about what's coming up. Let's talk about what's happening right now uh, to a degree. I have three episodes coming up for you in the coming weeks. We're going to go back to one episode a week because um, I do. I am doing this uh, still, but a little less frequently just because I have some other things on my plate right now. Uh, I am bringing back a new season of my other podcast, um, We Are New, which I do with my lovely wife. Uh, short episodes, 30, 40 minutes max. Um, we're, we're, we play games and it's a lot more, uh, it's a lot less like NPR <laughs> style like this show is. And it's a little more uh, wacky and fun. It's on YouTube exclusively for the time being. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's called We Are New with Rob and Candy. And our uh, roommate, Uncle Kyle, is uh, our producer, and that show's a blast. We have guests on it from time to time, sometimes School of the Arts people. Uh, definitely, actually, almost at this point, we've quite a few uh, people who have done At the Elephants have also done We Are New. It's, it's a blast. So I definitely recommend you go check that out. I have three new episodes coming out for you that are already shot for At the Elephants, already recorded, that are going to be coming out over the next few weeks. Um that I'm very excited about. All three of them are really great. And I kind of recorded them back to back in December. And then I had vacation and different stuff going on with family. So they're kind of sat in the can, but they'll be out soon with Emma Coulter from 2015. Um, Kira Geiger's also in the same class, Rachel Brooks, who graduated after them more recently. Um, but Emma, Kira and Rachel are all great episodes. Very different. Um, of course, Emma has done the show before. Uh, when we were doing the focus on the show Bent that she was directing, which starred her dad, Steve Coulter, who is also an alum, uh, who I also hope to have on the show again soon. He also did the Bent interview. Um, the Coulters are wonderful, wonderful people. Georgia people. Love it. Love it. Love it having the Georgia people. And getting that perspective, too, is always great to to remind everybody how big of a deal Atlanta is, especially in our business. Like, 
you know, between music and film and television, man, Atlanta is one of the places that it is at. A lot of people in North Carolina are aware of that, but I have to tell people in LA all the time, I'm like, you know, we have a little baby sister in the South. Um, so the cultures are great. Uh, a great conversation with them. Uh, Rachel Brooks uh, coming up is going to be a great episode. We talked about her transition. And it's not even totally a transition because she she's not abandoning acting and performing by any means, but she is also taking on, in a very serious way, being a therapist and uh, working in arts therapy and her journey through that process of becoming that uh, over the course of the pandemic uh, was fascinating to me. So that'll be out soon. And Kira, oh, I love Kira. Kira Geiger's the best. Um, she has such an amazing spirit. Like her energy is really, really great. I remember when we were at school at the same time, a lot of people would kind of give her a hard time for almost being like a like a Disney princess come to life, just if only for the like cartoon level of energy and bubbliness that she had. And I think that that's fair to say. You know, I it's funny because as I say that, I think about. Uh, my friend Wiley, who's been on the show before, I always think about this with people like this. So, I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to point this out, even to contrast my own statement I just made about Kira. But this is important and something I've learned a lot about doing this show. Uh, learned a lot about while doing this show. Um, so I think about Wiley, and you know, as if you've listened to the episode with Wiley Gorn, you know, he's one of my oldest friends. We used to be roommates. He officiated my wedding. We're very close, and Wiley is often in a good mood. He is, uh, majority of the time, he seems like a happy person. But I will say one of the few times and things that I saw aggravate Wiley as we were growing up together um, at school was people would say things kind of blanketly like, oh, Wiley's always happy. Wiley's always in a good mood. Oh, Wiley's always happy. And you know what? He isn't. Because no one is. And that used to kind of rub him the wrong way. People would say that about him, like, oh, he's always happy. And it felt like he wasn't, I don't want to, I don't want to muddle his words. So I'm gonna do my best to paraphrase, but but that he hasn't hadn't been seen. Like, because you're not recognizing that I'm not happy all the time. I have times when I don't feel great for all sorts of different reasons, but because I'm happy a lot people go with the hyperbole and say he's happy all the time. And it kind of d diminishes the depth of someone's character to say that. Say like, oh, they're always happy or they're always in a good mood. And while that may seem like a compliment, yeah, I'm going to use my own words again. It sort of feels as though it diminishes their character. And I don't want to diminish Kira's character by saying that she's a very bubbly person a lot because uh, obviously no one's like that all the time. And we talked about a lot of different stuff uh, that wasn't all positive. But um, the reason that I say all this about Kira is she helped produce the Bent series that we did. So we talked about this a little in her episode, but we spent weeks working, coordinating, producing together. And, um, you know, we would do an episode of At the Elephant. So it's like 30 minutes long, little quick interview with someone in the cast. They would leave and then she would hop on the Zoom call and we would end up talking for like two hours because I just love talking to Kira so much. Um, and we have a very fun, like friendly chemistry together that, uh, produced a great episode that I eventually had to cut and say, Jesus Christ, no one's going to want to listen to us ramble for three hours. Um, so that's all coming up. Very exciting stuff. I have so many people in the category right now of want to talk to. And 
more specifically, I have a lot of people in the category of want to talk to, and they've agreed to do the show, and we just haven't been able to nail down a date yet. I don't want to throw out any names because I don't know who's going to end up doing it, but I've got at least two dozen names on my list of people who have said, yeah, you know, let's make it happen. And uh, please know I'm in the process of making that happen. Uh, there are people who have been requested to do this show. People say, hey, could you get this person on? Or, hey, when are you going to have this person on? Um, and a lot of those names are even in motion. You know, those those are things that I hope to accomplish. So please stick with us. We're going to keep doing it. 2023, we're going to be doing some At the Elephants. Um, I Almost every time I've ever done the show, it's been releasing going into the fall uh, or, or summer into fall, then the winter break often kills this show. Sometimes we come back like we had the bent series and a couple episodes, but usually it peters off. And then sometime around March, February, March, I start to get distracted by other things or whatever. I'm really going to try not to do that this year. I want to push through and try to do this show all year. I want 2023 to be the first full year that from you know January to December, we have at least uh, episodes coming out on a regular basis. So um, help me do that. Help me do that by spreading this around, by letting people know that it's here, and um, by tuning in, sharing clips, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. It really helps me out, and it lets me know that people are paying attention to it and that it's 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 worth doing it because as much as I love having the conversations, I could easily just have the conversations if I really wanted to, and I could schedule a Zoom call and catch up with my friends. But the reason I bother to record it and edit it and post it and get it out to everybody else is because I've been told it brings value. So keep reminding me that that's the case, and we'll keep this train moving. Um, let's get to the the thing I'll wrap up with, which was, of course, the reason you maybe clicked on this in the title of the episode. Um, I want to talk about the NCSA holiday party. So this is when we get a little inside baseball. A lot of times, you know, as I'm talking to people, I'm like, let's not talk too much about school or our friends or whatever. But um, if you clicked on this episode, if you're listening to this right now, then you have an interest in this community immediately. And, me, you know, let's talk about it. Shit, let's talk about it. There's an interesting dynamic that is in place right between New York and Los Angeles. So obviously North Carolina School of the Arts being a North Carolina school, being on the East Coast and and attracting even a lot more people from the East Coast that go to school there. Obviously most of the people who graduate go to New York. That's where you go. You could go to Atlanta, you could go to Chicago, you could go to fucking Topeka, Kansas. You can go to Los Angeles. These are all places that are on the menu, but most people choose to go to New York for a bunch of great reasons. There's a lot of work there. It's a really cool place to live. It's a really cool place to work. There's a lot of community and structure there uh, from School of the Arts and just the artistic community in general. Um, people have been watching it in the movies since they were fucking two years old and they've always had a dream of blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of reasons to go there. And as a result, most of the community from school, of the arts is in New York and especially the drama school. And, um, there, there, you know, for years, there's been all sorts of different traditions with holiday parties in New York and LA. And, uh, apparently 
and I did not really realize this, but Tiffany Little Canfield and Todd Lloyd uh, put together this uh, party. I think they've been doing it for a little while. I have no idea how long they've been in charge of doing this party. Um, but I was going to New York with my wife just to go to New York because she'd been there, I'd been there, I've lived there, she's lived there. We both love New York at Christmas time, but we'd never done it together. And we thought, man, we want to walk around and do the Rockefeller Center and see the lights and do the Saks Fifth uh, show, the light show, and do it. You know, we want to do all the Christmas shit. We love Christmas shit. And uh, let's go together. So we planned it around my work schedule and her school schedule. And we found this week in December that we thought would be perfect. And it's also like, you know, try to hit that. Uh, first wave of a New York winter that's not fucked up. That's still kind of, you know, nice. And so we planned this trip and uh, crazy enough, two things just fell into my lap within two weeks. We, we planned this trip for months. And then within two weeks leading up to the trip, two things fell into my lap. One of them was um, I've been working remotely for a TV show that is the production offices and the headquarters of the production company that employs me is in New York. So I'm a remote employee in LA, but the company is in New York. Turns out the Tuesday of the week that I'm going to be there, I'm there like a full regular week, you know, fucking Monday through Saturday or whatever. Tuesday I'm going to be there is my work Christmas party where I'm going to have a chance to go and meet all these people I've only ever seen on Zoom. So we did that. That was crazy. But before that, on Monday night, the day we're flying in, that evening, you know, I kind of put on social media, hey, I'm coming to New York, any friends, family, relatives, let's, you know, let's meet up, let's do it. And uh, I got a response that was like, well, you're going to be at the holiday party, right? And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, Monday night. That's the holiday party. You got to go. And I was like, oh, man, this is not part of my plan at all. But I'm excited to do it. You know, I've had NCSA on the brain doing all this at the elephants season, the new season we're doing. It'll be fun. And uh, so I agreed. I reached out to Todd and I said, hey, can I get an invite and a, you know, a RSVP? Because they're, you know, limited uh, number of people and whatnot. And I uh, got the invite and took my wife, who had only met a few of these people, uh, to this NCSA party. You know, I haven't been in New York in six or seven years and uh, hadn't seen a lot of these people since I graduated because being in LA is, you know, it feels very separate. It feels like, uh, you know, when you're in LA and you're watching social media and stuff like that, you're watching New York from a distance. It feels like everybody's still together. It feels like so much of the NCSA community, they're still making movies and doing plays and it's like school never ended for them. It just moved into a bigger, better city. And, uh, it's just a continuation. But for those of us who came to LA, at least I can only speak for myself, but I think I've, you know, I've heard sentiments of the same thing from other people. It feels like you start all over and it feels like, you know, your cousins live down the road and you might see them at holidays. You know, it's, it's not like the, the family comes with you, but in, like it does in New York. So I got, I'm going to this party and obviously a lot of people who are in New York are like, yeah, fuck it. I've been going to this party. You know, I graduated in 2013. There's all these other people who were like, look, we graduated years ago. We don't need to go see the same people every year. But there were a lot of people from around my time, ironically, not my class particular, but around my time that were there. And um, 
it was it was really great, honestly. It was great to see a bunch of people. Um, I got some very kind words from a lot of people who came up to me and said, hey, you know, what's up? At the Elephants, it's great. Thank you. This is cool. I like this. Uh, we all know because they're drama students, what they were really saying is, when is my episode bitch? And, um, you know, I'm okay with that. I know who I married. And... Uh, there and my answer to all of them was soon. <laughs> you know, there's no one I don't want to talk to on this show. I'll, I will talk to anybody who went to school of the arts, um, you know, learned, taught, or or performed. But um, it was great. It was a really great experience, and I, I definitely reconnected with some people that I haven't seen in a long time. I saw some people that I just saw. You know, Ellie Barone was there, and I had just had her on the show. A couple other people who had done at the Charles Osborne had just done at the Elephants. I saw him there. Um, you know, there are a few of us who happened to have met up recently, but a lot of it was like, oh shit, I haven't seen you in eight years. I haven't seen you in 10 years. And, um, I love that. Honestly, you know, I was a kid growing up. I moved a lot. I was always going to a different school and not always there long enough to build a bond with somebody. So, you know, my high school graduation, I didn't know almost anybody there. Like I just didn't even know anybody from before. I was like, I remember your name and face from fifth grade or some shit or ninth grade, but I don't, I don't know you. I didn't know you then. I don't know you now. This was a great kind of mini reunion for me. And I got to, at the same moment to be like, oh shit, it's you. What's up? How you doing? And here's my wife. <laughs> uh, which is a, a great experience. You know, my wife's a conservatory student too. Uh, she was a classical voice major and, you know, in San Francisco. So she kind of knows the vibe, but also, you know, it's a different story going to a multi-school conservatory that has, you know, film and drama and all that different stuff on the same campus. So she loved meeting all those people. A lot of people she had you know, heard they're at the elephants, but never met them. And a lot of people, she'd seen pictures, but never met them. So for her, it was like a lot, but it ended up being really great. Um, and frankly, I think the, um, the, the most notable thing to mention, which is, is a fascinating thing for me personally was, um, my ex-girlfriend who, uh, you know, we were at school together, uh, Rebecca and I, uh, we were, you know, very much, uh, living together. We were together for almost five years. We were talking about getting married and engaged and all this stuff. We were a very, very serious couple. And anyone who knew us while we were at school, you know, knew us for that, if maybe nothing else. Um, you know, it was a very serious thing. And then we split up and I moved to LA and she stayed in New York and I hadn't seen her really at all, uh, since, since the split, uh, and of course, we both since moved on to long-term relationships. I've gotten married, and uh, and my I saw her and uh, got to talk with her very briefly. And she met my wife, and I met her boyfriend, and uh, had this kind of surreal uh, closure moment that you know I don't think anyone was aching for. I don't think any of us were feeling like it. It's a door that was left wide open and needs to be closed, but it was certainly a full circle kind of moment. You know, I think that that's a, not an experience everybody gets to have. And it's, it's interesting because going to school, of the arts, it's almost like you have a kid together. It's like, you can split up, but we always have this baby. <laughs> we always have this, uh, thing that ties us together no matter what, because, uh, it's such an important thing. And so, you know, it's very unlikely with everything going on unless somebody leaves the country. Like if there's a huge, important, oh my God, school of the arts thing, I'm going to see her there. And, um, 
it it was great to to just meet and uh have everybody just get along and shake hands and give hugs and and be cool and uh you know that was uh that was a big moment honestly and it would be uh opaque of me not to ch- share it with you um that to me and we did it, and it, it that that all that moment was like the last moment like we were just about to walk out and then my wife was like i'm going to go say hi to her but we just happened to see her and uh we just like kind of capped off the night with that which was really just a it's a nice healthy moment um so i want to say thank you one last time to everybody uh who's listened to this over the years if you're hearing this now i appreciate you taking the time to click on a episode that didn't have a guest featured in the title you're probably like what the hell is this going to be i don't see a person's name um and maybe i'll do this from time to time maybe i'll check in with you and uh i don't know if anybody listening to this noticed but i started to stop doing intros in december for the last few episodes simply because of logistics i just didn't have time uh you know, I, I was running around traveling. I was in New York. I was in Las Vegas. I was in Hawaii all for like very different reasons. I was doing different traveling things with my wife. And, um, I just didn't have time to like sit down and record the intros and, and cut it all together. So I just started publishing the, the interviews by themselves with no intro. And honestly, I think maybe that's the approach from now on is like, maybe I split it in half, maybe on a separate day, I'll catch up with you. I'll let you know, and if people are actually into hearing what's up with me and the more personal side of things and updates about the podcast and where it's going, click on my episodes. And if you're really only trying to hear the interviews, um, I remember I used to listen to WTF with Mark Marin, and I love Mark Marin, but he would like talk about his cats for like the seven, eight minute intro. You know, it would be like, I got a new guitar. I like it. And it's like, as much as I liked him, I just didn't find it compelling. And if you feel that way about this, I don't blame you one bit. Um, but I did feel a little bit of an obligation to update everybody as to where things are going because so many times in the past, this podcast has just kind of disappeared all of a sudden, faded into existence. And especially with the way things went in December, I was putting out episodes. In the last few episodes, I just kind of had to publish and then leave town. I didn't get a chance to make any reels. Um, I'm going to be going back and trying to make some short form content out of the episodes I've already made. But, um, I didn't want anyone to think that we're just disappearing. We're done. And it's going to be another two years before we get more stuff. It's not true. It's coming at you. It's coming at you in the form of Emma Coulter and Rachel Brooks and Kira Geiger and all the other people that I have slated for this wonderful new year. I have so many exciting things planned, not just for at the elephants, but for we are new, my other show. Um, some stuff in my personal life, which I'm very excited uh, about, which I also will share later, but, uh, we'll wrap it up there, folks. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And thank you, uh, as always to Mr. Daniel and for his wonderful music that, uh, colors in this podcast. And I love you all very much. And thank you. And good night. <laughs>